tonight on the spooktastic Halloween special episode of the Midnight Train Podcast. John and Jeff have taken the night off to go to a Halloween candy eating contest. So, special guest hosts Aunt Beatrice and Anne Lucille will be filling in for the guys. I am so sorry. Unfortunately, this is who we have to fill in. So fuck it. Adjust your recliners. Get your bag of Werther's Originals handy and turn the volume to a comfortable four. Warning. Listener falling asleep discretion is advised. All aboard. Well, welcome to the the, the Midnight Train podcast, I suppose. Um, you know, this is where we're filling in for, for Jeff and John. Um or Jonathan, I guess. I guess that's how he goes by now. I don't know. Um, Be- Beatrice, hi. How are you? Oh, hi. Oh, uh, sorry. This is a microphone. It should be in front of my face I, I think and not to yeah, the side. And I don't think you're supposed to get like too far up on it. Is this too much that, right here? It, 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 a little, you is might it loud wanna, in you, your ears? You might want to back up. Just Let me little. back up just a little. Oh, I got a big fanny. Oh, bear with me. Hold on. Just a little bit. There you go. Oh, that's nice. That tickles my fancy. Well, isn't that great? So listen, so um, our nephews have decided that they uh, they didn't want to, they wanted to go to a candy eating contest. You know, I don't understand why. Well, you know, they're, 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 they're boys. They're just I know boys. my Jeffrey has cavities. I, he they, shouldn't be eating candy. He, he's not diabetic, is he? No, but he has cavities in his dirty mouth. Oh, that's dirty. It's gross. I'm friends with his dentist's mom. And I know that he's got some holes in those molars. So you know all the details. Yeah. That's just... It breaks my heart. It, uh, Lord, that's just so bad. You need to take care of your teeth. You do. You, you do have to take care of your teeth. Because if you don't, you wind up like me and I've got dentures. And honey, it's not fun. It's not fun. You have to soak them every night. And it's just, I don't like it. I don't like it at well, all. Well, those those silly boys will learn. Yeah, they will learn. So this is their uh, the Halloween special. And uh, they, they wanted us to come in and, and tell uh, some stories, some, uh, some, some little things here for, for Halloween. And uh, unfortunately, um, uh, Mr. Moody's in... <laughs> Oh, gee, I didn't know that was a button. Oh, are you playing with the buttons already? I guess I'm supposed to hit these at certain points of the show. They didn't really give us a lot of information before we came in here. I apologize. Oh, well, well, speaking of that noise, um, um, Moody's aunt, um, Gertrude, who was supposed to join us, she's not going to be here. But she did, however, um, leave us a voicemail. I couldn't access it, though, because I still have a flip phone. And uh, I just, I couldn't do, but it uh, looks like it was emailed to the show. So, so Beatrice, do you have that? Let's see here. I think this is it right here. Is this it? Well, we're waiting. Oopsie, that's, that's not, hold on. I was about to say, she sounds weird oh, now. Let me, oh, here it is. You got it? Bless my heart. Oh, there it is. Oh, hello, my friend. This is Gertrude. I just wanted to call and let you guys know that I won't be able to make it tonight. My nephew is having some problems with the government, I guess. Oh, Jesus. And he needs my help. I I don't know what it is, but I'm supposed to meet him somewhere tonight. He said he would let me know. Anyways, unfortunately, the doilies I made and my crockpot recipes that I was going to bring you are going to have to wait till next week. Oh, bless her. Uh, so I guess sad. I will see you guys then. 
do me a favor. Don't you go dying on me. I'll see you girls later. Bye-bye. Toodaloo. Oh, well, that's tragic news. Oh, well, I know. I was looking so forward to her well, coming. Well, we'll see her at bingo this weekend. Oh, yeah, we do have bingo coming up. That's at good. At the church. Yes, and that's, that'll be that. There's be also nice. a bake sale. There, there, yeah, there is. Are I you, might make some confections. You, you're going to bring something? For Halloween. <gasps> that's great. Well, so I, speaking of Halloween, Beatrice, I'm pretty sure that what the Jonathan and, and Jeff had said is that they're going to be dropping this on. They, they they use the term drop. I think that's the cool thing to say. Well, then you have to bend over and pick it up. Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there. So no, what they said is that this, this episode, their, their Halloween episode is going to come out on Halloween. So happy Halloween to all you oh, people. That's so nice. I know. It's going to be so great, but but they did say, however, that there's not going to be a normal episode next week. Is that what they said? That's it. Yeah, that's just too bad. It is too bad, but this is this is for, for all the, the listeners. I guess there's a bunch of people that we're talking to right now. Listen, we're all grateful for what we have. We make the best of what we got. You have to. You absolutely have to. But they did want us to tell you all that they absolutely love every single one of you, and thanks for listening to their little show. That's amazing. It is amazing. So listen, we're talking about, and this is kind of weird that they asked us to do this show or this episode because we're talking about, talking about murder. Say it ain't so. I know. We're talking about murder. I don't know how I feel about this. I hope this is edited. I don't know. My church would be very angry if they hear this episode. Lord, we should not let any, let's not tell our friends about it. Let's just use the bleep word. We'll say bleep word on the bad stuff. I'll try. Just a little dabble, do you? Oh, you're, that's, that is true. So it says, when black cats prowl and pumpkins gleam, may luck be yours on Halloween. Except, apparently... Mr. Moody didn't know who wrote that, but that's a cool little saying, isn't it? Oh, Lucille, my, I slipped my mind. We're supposed to do this thing called a drink pop. Oh, we are? I guess the boys, they drink alcoholic beverages. Oh, Shame on them. I've tried to talk to Jonathan about I'm it. I'm going to give Jeffrey some spanking. It's starting to become a problem. Okay? It's really bad. It's, it's not good. So they anyway, need to get right with God. They've got to figure it out. So they we're going to do tea. Toast. We're going to do a tea toast. I love tea. Now, I have some chai tea. Oh, perfect. And it's filled with herbal remedies. I love it. It helps my spinal bifida. Yeah, that, how's that and going, And then I can go the to the grocery store and reach the top shelf. Yeah, so it's doing better. Well, there's good days and bad. Oh, of course. That's how it is. So so here's our here's our drink toast, our, our tea toast, right? Oh. Delicious. I gotta, I gotta try it. You're a pal and a confidant. It really warms the spirit and, and your belly. You can really taste the full flavors. It's so delicious. Now, normally, I wouldn't drink something for it. Myself a little honey tea, right? But since this is a Halloween show, it is Halloween. I try some scary like chai tea because I don't know where it's from or who made it. Oh, is it? Oh, that, that is scary. Now that you well, say that, 
Well, the, the, also, thank you for being my friend, Beatrice. Oh, you're welcome. Bless your heart. Bless your heart. So tonight's episode doesn't deal in Halloween luck. Okay? Unfortunately, it's the exact opposite. Oh, no. I know. Now, they've dealt with murders before and murderers in the past. But, you know, and they have brought history of Halloween in the past. And who knows what the future's going to hold. However, as for right now, for a Halloween treat to everyone out there, we bring you Halloween murders. Yeah, can you believe that? Oh. We're doing Halloween murders. This isn't for children, right? I don't believe they let children listen to this. And what exactly is a midnight train? We're in a basement. We're not even on a train. I don't understand. I think it's just... Where's the correlation there? I don't really understand it myself, but, you know, they asked us. A train doesn't run at midnight. You can't see out the windows. I think some of them might. In different countries, but different countries don't matter. Now, Beatrice. Well, listen. So, listen. Some crazy, sad... Some creepy, all of these murders happen on Halloween, okay? So that's where we're talking about this. Oh, my. Right. Now, it says that your nephew, Jeff, will be very happy to know that there is no nerdy stuff to start this episode. So we're just going to jump right in to, oh, it says the F word. I can't say that. Now, remember, we're going to use the bleep. So write, write the bleep into it. There is you it, go. Is that good? I yeah, say that. That's better okay. on my ears. Right. So those sit, are gifts from God, by the way. They are. You must cherish them. That you should, because if not, you'll get a hearing aid. Stop putting rubbish in your ears. Right. Don't do that. You'll get an infection. Right. So sit back and enjoy these murderous Halloween tales. All right. So we're going to jump right into it here on Amarillo, Texas, October 31st, 1981. That's Halloween night. That's that's what we're talking about, Beatrice. Oh. Wow. What, what was that? You. What are you doing? That's scaring me. Who was that? I'm going to sound like that Jabba Hutt fella from Star Wars. And I don't like those movies. You don't like those? No. Oh, I love them. I think they're There's fancy. too much incest and furry people. That, that I think it's fancy. I like it. I like, you're in an off-world someplace. Like, I, I sometimes... I like have no What is again. that? Why do you keep pressing buttons? I don't know. I don't understand why this Jabba Hutt guy keeps coming on here. Beatrice, stop pressing buttons. So this guy's name, John Frank Garrett, was a mentally impaired man from Texas. Oh, bless his heart. This guy had super messed up. It doesn't say messed. I'm just going to say that now. A super messed up childhood. He was raped by his stepfather and at one point hired out to another man for sex. Are we even allowed to talk about this? I don't know. This is so outrageous. I'm concerned about our nephews. Well, at the age of 10, 10... He was introduced to alcohol and drugs. Oh, no. Right. And this would lead him into serious drug abuse at such a young age, which involved amphetamines and paint thinner. Who does paint thinner? I've said it a million times, and I'll say it one more. The only place alcohol needs to be is the bowling alley. Friday nights, it's okay to cut loose. Maybe get a pitcher of beer. Maybe you got a strike or a spare with your new favorite ball. And that's when you celebrate with a glass of alcohol. That's the only time? That's the only time for me. Okay, well, this, 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 this gentleman also did a lot of other brain damage and drugs. And at the age of 14, he was forced to perform degrading sex acts and performing homosexual porn films. I've seen this on Dr. Phil. You've seen homosexual porn films? 
No, I've seen this, something similar to this story on Dr. Phil. Oh, goodness. You had me scared there for a moment. I'm like, what are you doing in your spare time, Beatrice? Lord, no. Oh, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not my cup of tea. You know what I mean. I'm oh, just, Lucille. I just cut I, it out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He was regularly beaten and at one time was set on a burner of a stove, resulting in terrible scarring. Did we uh, mention that this was all before the age of 17? This poor young man. This oh. is just like Michael Jackson. It's kind of. That Joe Jackson was a bastard. That's what I hear. I hear he was And he's nice still lady. alive. Is, is he really? Michael's gone away to the faraway land. He's uh, he's up in heaven. He, he is. is. He's he an is. angel now. He is. We, with that voice, of course he, he is. He was a gifted man. He just had a blessed voice. So one of the experts described Garrett's case as one of the most virulent histories of abuse and neglect I have encountered in over 28 years of practice. That's just horrible. That's terrifying. Oh my gosh. On the other side of the story, you have the exact opposite type of person. A nun. Well, all right, now we got a nun in here. Finally, the story has a hero. I know, this, this is starting to turn up a little bit. That's better. 76-year-old sister Tadea Benz lived at the convent right across the street from Garrett. On Halloween night, she was brutally raped and strangled. Oh, dear Lord. What is this trash? What is it? I need to call my nephew right now. This I, is ridiculous. I know, I know. I thought we were going to do arts and crafts. Now, this this, this is, is straight up just trash. Well, Garrett was accused and arrested for the horrific murder. He vehemently denied the accusation set on him. Information on John Frank Garrett's abusive upbringing and mental health problems were not made available to the jury. So they didn't know he had problems. Well, why wasn't that brought up? I don't know. That means what? I don't get it. That's a shame. It is a shame. So according to three mental health experts who examined him between 1986 and 1982, Garrett was extremely mentally impaired, chronically psychotic and brain damaged as a result of severe head injuries he sustained as a child. That poor little man. He should have been locked away in the home. Well, he just, you know, some people got it bad. And it sounds like it's he does. best to just keep him at a table doing puzzles. Give him a duster, walk around the room and dust off the furniture. That's what happened to my other nephew. What was his name? We don't talk about him. I'm sorry. That's okay. We'll move on. Okay. I'm sorry, Lucille. I don't want to bring up sore subjects. Yeah, no, it's, it's fine, bitches. It's fine. So he suffered from paranoid delusions, including a belief that the lethal injection would not kill him. Wow. Garrett was found guilty and sentenced to death goodness so as only texas would do we love texas though it's probably the greatest place on planet earth i do like texas everything's bigger it's everything's bigger a 17 year old mentally impaired boy was convicted and put to death 17 years old his defense was widely considered extremely incompetent following appeals for clemency from pope john paul and the nuns from the victim's convent oh bless them i know then Governor Ann Richards granted Garrett a rare 30-day executive reprieve. That means he was allowed to not be executed in 30 days, I do believe. I watched Perry Mason when I was growing up, so I know Oh, this. that's a wonderful shot. I know, right? They have it on Nick at night. Do, do they have that on there? Well, sometimes my tummy acts up, and I don't get to sleep at 8 o'clock like I usually like to. You don't get that little, just some warm milk or well, something to I make start you feel taking better. some activity, and I feel a lot better. It's activity is good. sometimes. I like that. I get the rumble gut. 
Yeah. It and I stay up late. And I watch Nick at night. Oh. And and that's on there? Perry Mason's on there? They have that, but I mostly love Happy Days because Fonzie's on there. Fonzie was a heartbreaker. He was a strapping young man, wasn't he? Don't jump the shark, Lucille. However, after a grossly inadequate clemency hearing, the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles voted unanimous. unanimous I, I messed that word up. I'm that's, so that's sorry. That's a tough one to I, say. Unanimously. There, I said it. Not to recommend commutation of his death sentence and the execution of Johnny Frank Garrett was allowed to proceed. He was executed by lethal injection on February 11, 1992. His final meal was simply ice cream. That's all he wanted was some ice cream. Now that's not going to fill you up. That's going to keep you up and give you nightmares. I think that just goes to show that he was just not mentally, you know, he was young. He wasn't mentally there, you know? If they would have just given him a hearty meatloaf with a side of mushrooms, he would have been just fine. I do love me some meatloaf. Maybe some savory sauce. Yeah, you like Salisbury steak? I love it. Yeah, I make a great Salisbury steak. I do. Oh, we'll have to plan a day. Okay, we will for sure. So an article from the New York Times the following day summed it up as this. This is a quote. Okay, I see it. It's a quote. A month after winning a reprieve from the governor, a man who raped and killed a Roman Catholic nun when he was 17 years old was executed by lethal injection at the state prison here early today. This is in the newspaper. That's amazing. The execution of the prisoner, Johnny Frank Garrett, 28 years old, came after the United States Supreme Court rejection of two appeals on Monday night in a third about an hour before he was put to death. Three appeals. That's just, that's so heartbreaking. That sounds like chaos in the judicial system. It does. These are people we vote in, too. That's the sad story. I know. Rem- remember to vote out there, folks, because I know we do have an election coming it's very up. very important. It is important, and you just do what you feel is right out there. And But make sure you wear a mask and wash your hands. Right. But that goes without saying, Beatrice. Well, I know, but these youngsters, they, 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 they just don't. They'll get it. They'll get it. I they'll know for a it. fact that Gertrude's nephew, Moody, he doesn't even wash his hands after he poops. He doesn't? That's what I heard. Did Gertrude say that? I heard she spanked him four times because he wouldn't wash his hands after he wiped his dupa. How long ago was this? This was like a month ago. A month ago. Isn't that sad? That's sad. He's a grown man. He is a grown he man. He should be able to wipe his hiney he and should. wash his hands. And that, oh, Gertrude. I feel bad saying it, but it's true. Bless her heart for dealing with that. She has a lot on her plate. It sounds like it. So Mr. Garrett was convicted of killing Sister Tadia Ben, 76, at the St. Francis Convent in Amarillo in 1981. He came within an hour of execution on January 6th, when Governor Ann W. Richards issued a month's reprieve at the urging of Pope John II. Governor Richards' rare use of her authority to grant a reprieve prompted an equally unusual hearing last week by the Texas Board of Pardons and Paroles to consider whether to recommend to the governor that Mr. Garrett's sentence be commuted to life. They were trying to give him a life sentence instead of death. That's that's awfully nice and generous of them. I, I mean, he did. But it comes down to a jury of your peers. Yeah, yeah, it does. And that's unfortunate sometimes. But at the hearing, the board voted by 17 to 0 with one abstention for the death sentence. That's a unanimous vote, Lucille. That there's unanimous. They must have knew something that we don't. That's death. So Garrett's last words before he died 
were as follows. You you should, Lucille, you should do a man's impression. A man's Can you do voice? a man's voice impression? Uh, <coughs> they, they told us that we need to do impressions. They do a lot of them on the show. I can, I guess I could try. So Garrett's last words before he died were as follows. Quote, I'd like to thank my family for loving me and taking care of me. And the rest of the world can kiss my ass. That's an end quote. That is the most amazing impression of a man I've ever heard, Lucille. Well, thank you. I've... You what? Cat got your tongue, sweetie? I'm a little upset. You know what? I had to say the word ass, and I'm a little bit upset. Oh, right I understand. That was very Bless hard. your heart. Thank you. It was just very hard. It's okay, Lucille. Just keep trucking through. Okay. So, which is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, that he did say that, even though, you know, it didn't seem like his family loved him much, this poor boy. But the story doesn't end there, Beatrice. Oh, my Lord. I know. A local lawyer, Jesse Quackenbush. That's an odd name. That sounds familiar, actually. Quackenbush? I think I went to grade school with the Quackenbush. Really? I, a matter of fact, he tried to kiss me on the playground. No, he did not. He did. And then he reached up with one hand and tried to touch my breast. What? And I told the teacher and they suspended Quackenbush. That Quackenbush sounds like he was a jerk. Now, I don't know if he's related to this fella. That's but not... there was a Quackenbush that tried to fill me up, sorry to say. Bill. But I, I, I'm not into that. Let's just be happy he didn't get a chance to quack. I want to be married before any hand goes on my shirt. Right. It's a good thing he didn't quack your bush. You, you know what I mean? That would have been horrible. It would have been tragedy. Tragedy. So he, so this person, Jesse Quackenbush, really doesn't believe that Garrett was guilty. So Garrett maintained his innocence throughout his entire ordeal. Quackenbush believed he had evidence to support that notion. Garrett was originally linked to the crime when his fingerprints were found in the nun's room. You believe that? The police also claimed a steak knife found in Garrett's house was similar to a weapon found in the driveway of the convent. Hair and semen samples also were collected, but experts testified the samples could not be linked exclusively to Garrett. Now everybody's got a steak knife in their kitchen. You would think so. How are you going to cut your loaf? Yeah, I don't know. If you're eating roast beef... You can't cut it with a freaking butter knife. I'm sorry, I'm just really heated about this. I understand. Because you have to have a steak knife. And everybody's got a steak knife. I have a set of four with ivory handles. That's pretty. Yeah, but they don't wash in the dishwasher. You have to wash them by hand. That's, I believe most stuff should be washed by hand, to be honest with you. Give a little elbow grease. That's right, and it never hurt no one. And then it's pearly shiny. Right. So Quackenbush also said that Garrett's claims that his fingerprints were there was that he was high on LSD one day and broke in and stole a stereo. Oh, dear Lord. I know that LSD. The 60s will never leave us. I'm telling you, I blame the Beatles. I blame the who? Who? The Who. Is that a band? That's that rock and roll devil music. Oh, I now I know who you're talking about. Okay, I'm sorry. They play that pinball machine song? I don't, I don't know. If it's not Elvis, it's, I don't really... It's all innuendos about having sex and getting high. What? That's what the kids were into. Oh, Lord, I don't like I'm that. I'm so glad the 60s are over. I don't like that. So Quackenbush also brought up the similarities between the murder of Benz and another murder in the area three months prior to the nun's murder. Narnie Box Bryson was a 77-year-old woman 
who was murdered in almost the exact same way as Ben's. The similarities were so convincing, in fact, that the district attorney at the time and detectives were convinced the same person committed both murders. Are you listening to this? This is so tragic. This is, I, I can't believe this, Beatrice. This is going to keep me up all night. I know. So furthermore, detectives had concluded that a Hispanic man committed the murders, as well as eight others in the area, and black hairs were found at the scene of both murders, while Garrett was white and had brown hair. This sounds similar to the O.J. Simpson trial. Well, except he did it. I, we don't know. He was acquitted. Well, I don't know. I watched it all unravel, and I think he did it. That's just my personal... I, I, that's that's what I think. I, now, Lucille, I'm, I'm looking here in the notes here that the boys left us, and I guess at this point we're supposed to take a quick break, which is great, because I have to dump my bladder. Well, I'm almost done, and then we, we can we can this take a quick... This chai tea is, I, is really having an effect on is, me. Is it going through you? I just I feel like I'm saying cuss words, and I shouldn't be. Oh, okay. Well, we're almost finished, and we'll take a quick break, okay? I just need to get it out of my system. Yeah, I understand. Just a little bit. I understand. I understand. Lord help you. I Maybe understand. some water will help cleanse this demons from my soul. It should. It should. So now, as they went through and they figured this out, so Leonza Perez Ruida was eventually convicted of the murder of Bryson after being linked by a DNA sample taken from semen found on Bryson during her autopsy. The kicker here, are you ready for this? This is science. Is that Quackenbush claimed in recent interviews at the time that Ruida claimed to have raped and killed a nun on Halloween in 1981. Now this is just... This is so tragic. Can you believe that? I can't believe we are reading this filth over the air. So Quackenbush continued his crusade by releasing the documentary, The Last Word, in which he outlines the case for the innocence of Johnny Frank Garrett. Holy moly, that's just our first one tonight. This is... This is wild. I... I just... This, I'll tell know. you what, I'm going to go to the bathroom and throw up, and then I'll be ready to go. I got to get this out of my system. Okay, we'll just take a quick break. Okay, yeah. okay. We'll, um, I don't, I don't, which which button is it again? I need, I need you to help me up. Can you reach I, my hand? I, I, I will. Just which, which button is it? my hand. I, I don't. Hold, Beatrice, hold on. Don't get up by yourself. Chair. Don't Don't get up by yourself. You're going to fall and break a hip again. Uh, uh, see, push the red one. This red button right here? Well, I don't. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell my gynecologist. I, think, I, I, think I said, I think I'm I too got old it. to have any kind of issues like this. I think I, I think I turned it on. Oh, dear Lord. I know. I'm sorry. You, you can edit that out, right? I don't, I don't know how to do that. This is just so embarrassing. I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, so, I got a fresh water now. I got to get this chai tea out did, of my did system. You, did you make it to the bathroom in time? I did. Yeah. I held it down. Yeah. But I, I'm not drinking this foreign tea anymore. Yeah, it's, you know, that's the spice in it, I believe. It was supposed to touch my soul, but it touched my intestines instead. That's not where you want to be. Not at all. You don't not when that. you're doing a radio show. Right, so speaking of radio show, we're back. Well, hello. And happy Halloween to everyone out there that's again. That's right. I think, we're, I think we're doing this right. The button's red. I believe that's right. That's what it says in these notes here. Yeah. So now it we're says hit the green button. What does the green button do? The green button? Um, this one? Oh dear lord. Oh, that's a whoopee. <laughs> that's that's hor is that that's when you make a whoopee. Oh, make a whoopee. That's not what whoopee is, bitch. Well, that's what the Italians call it. Oh, is that what that is? 
But for us, we call it making a whoopee like an error. Now, making whoopee is when you know have intimates. You're not Italian, Lucille. I know. That's what the Italians call it. Italians. They get all hot and sweaty. Is that what they do? They call it making whoopee. Oh, Lord. That's when they're creating babies. That's when the man puts the seed in the woman. Oh, you're... I, and then, I, you know what? I'm not even going to get into it. I'm having a hot flash. You might want to have Let's to stop Let's get back that. to the story. Okay. So, we're talking about Halloween murders. And and if you're sensitive, we are sorry. Like, uh, our, our nephews did not tell us it was going to be this graphic. We were going to do recipes. Right. Okay. I was going to teach you all. I, you know what? I'm still going to because I guess I have a special segment later. You do. I do. So I'm going to teach you all some uplifting, cherishable crap. Oh, I can't wait for that. So in the meantime, we're talking about this one's October 31st. Again, that's Halloween. That is. In 2010 in Sandusky, Ohio. Well, that's like, shout, that's like 15 minutes away. I know. That's like a hop, skip, and a jump away. That's scary. Lord. This one hits close to home. I, I, that's literally... And home is where the heart is. That's true. That's what, the, that's what the thing above my bed says. That's right. It does. So this one's about 16-year-old Devin Griffin, who came home after singing in a church service that morning. He came home and went up to his room to play video games. He was playing for a little while when he realized that the house was pretty quiet and began to wonder what was going on. At around 1.30 in the afternoon, he went to investigate and to see where his parents were. He walked downstairs to his parents' room and found his mom and stepfather in bed with the comforter pulled up above their heads. Oh, I bet they, they were comfy. They, they were making the whoopee like they, the Italians say. Oh, you think so? Absolutely. Well, he apparently he started talking to his mother to try... When you have precious love for one another... Right. There's no bounds right. on your body. Right. It, is that- you share it. Oh, I don't know. That's a little bit too much. Well, we're talking about murders and all this trash. Beatrice, you sure that that chai tea didn't have a little something extra in it? I am sweaty. Yeah, me too. Hot flashes, I'm telling you. So he started talking to his mother to try and wake her up and tapped her on her leg, which was sticking out from the comforter. But he didn't get any response. He continued talking to her to try and wake her up and pull the covers down slightly. As he did this, when he noticed his mother's pillow was soaked in blood. Oh, my dear Lord. This sounds like that Friday the 13th with the hockey mask guy. I can't watch those movies. Oh, Lord. They are trash. It's just too much. It's just a bunch of TNA and the little teenagers running around. I don't like any of that. I tried to watch one last Saturday. It was on USA. Right. And I watched it for five minutes. And I said, this is trash. Was it? Tr- what was it? Do so you- I changed the channel. Yeah. And do you know what was on? What was on? Valentine's Day. Love it. There's so many stars. I just spilled my, my, my tea on my face. I'm sorry. What happened, Lucille? I was taking a drink. Lucille, do you know about Valentine's Day? I do. It's such a great star-filled movie. It's full of stars. Just amazing people that I love so much. That Julia Roberts? Oh, she's come a long way since Pretty Woman. And she hasn't aged a bit. Well, she does have a long face, but we won't get into that. Yeah, well, we don't talk about people like that. So, So at first, he thought this was just a Halloween prank. 
But slowly the realization set in. This was no prank. They were dead. Oh, dear Lord. Devin began to cry and ran from the house. He phoned his aunt in a panic, and she in turn phoned the police. What they would find when they arrived was horrific to say the least. Hold on. What's the note say? Press the red button. Uh. That was way too loud. Now, Lucille, you're going to have to tell me when you do I that. I didn't know it was going to happen I have to turn like my that. hearing aid I down. I didn't know it was going to happen like I, that. I, I just, am I talking loud? Because I can't tell. A little bit. A little bit. It's okay. I just got this ringing in my ears. Lucille. Lucille, are you there? I'm sorry. I see your mouth moving, but I can't hear anything you're saying. Oh, hold on, Lucille. Let me. I said I'm sorry. Let me. That better? Okay, that's much better. I'm sorry. Listen, you got to warn me if you're going to break the decibel barrier. I will do that next time. I promise. And, and I was just reading the notes and it said to press the red button. I don't think I'm going to press that again. So anyway, investigators found Bill and Susan Liskey shot to death in their bed. Oh, no. According to coroner uh, records, records, I can't read very well. I need my bifocals. Hold on a second. Let me, I need my, I need my bifocals. There, that's to much, be fair, Lucille. There's a lot of verbiage on this word. There is, there's a lot on here. So, Gertrude uh, does weird notes sometimes. I, I'm telling you, it's those moods. But you know what? She's got a lot on her plate. She's dealing with him, and that's she's that's dealing hard. with him, and he will not wash his damn hands. Excuse me for my language. I can't believe you just said that. Well, he's a grown ass man, Lucille. You just said another one. He needs to wash his hands after he poops. I know. I understand. I'm sorry you're so heated. I, I would ground him. He needs grounded. He I know he's a married man with children, but he needs to be grounded. He needs something. But according to coroner records here, Bill Liskey was shot five times in the head and face. Good Lord. At a range of about one to two feet. That's not very far. That's like right in your face. He was lying in a natural sleeping position and had the covers pulled up over him. Susan was sprawled as if she might have been moved, and investigators wrote on that. They said that that's what happened. She was shot three times, again, in what investigators suspect was close range. The bullets were small caliber, like a twenty-two. I've got one of those I keep next to my bed. <gasps> Lucille. What? You, you should. That is so dangerous. I am an 84-year-old woman, and if someone comes into my house. Now, what if Mr. Mittens, your cat, happens to prounce on you in the middle of the night? And scares you. And you grab your pistol. And guess what? You just shot your best feline friend in the face. That wouldn't happen. I've had so many courses. That I know poor how to use cat. It. I, I, that didn't happen, Beatrice. That is a tragic moment. But it didn't happen. You need to keep it in the safe. Okay, I'll, I'll move it. So they said it was 22 caliber. Now, upstairs, they found Derek Griffin, Devin's 23 year old stepbrother, and his room was locked up. Police kicked the door in and found the young man curled up in a bed facing the wall. According to the coroner's findings, he suffered blunt force trauma to the head and most likely died within a few minutes of the first blow. Dear Lord, there's three people that have been killed. This is so tragic. I can't believe this. Why are they talking about this trash? How is this entertainment? I don't Lucille? understand this. Who would want to listen to this stuff? I don't know. I don't understand why these true crime podcasts get so many listeners. I just don't understand I it. think there might be something wrong with these people. I think everybody has a devil inside of them. And that's why they like these podcasts. They need to find Jesus is what they need. 
They just need to go to church. That they need something because I can't believe they listen to this stuff. So investigators searched and found a bloody claw hammer in the house. Good Lord. Which coroners led to be consistent with Derek Griffin's wounds. The weapon and other evidence from around the home were sent to the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Identification and Investigation for forensic testing. That's CSI. I seen that one. I like that. You know who I like? I like that CSU with, uh, what's his name? Ice-T? What? Ice-T. No, Chai-T. No, Ice-T, the actor, Beatrice. No, Lucio, I had Chai-T. I know what T you had, Beatrice. I'm talking about the actor. He Apparently, he used to he used to be a rapper or something. Oh, see, I am not familiar with that kind oh, of I don't trash. Listen, I don't listen to his music. He's just, I think he's... He's just a good actor. That's nothing but trouble. I know, I know. I, I didn't say I listened to it. Lord Beatrice. Devin Griffin told investigators the family owned lots of guns, many of which authorities seized for testing. So the, the police took them. Yeah. I want to know why little Devin didn't hear any gunshots. Now we better find out. Well, they found muddy footprints along a deck near the family's pond suggesting the suspect may have disposed of the murder weapon in the pond. Yeah. Authorities drained the pond, but they didn't find anything. Weapon-sniffing dogs. I didn't know they had weapon-sniffing dogs. Bless their hearts. Do you think they... Can I teach my dog to sniff weapons? Absolutely. I'm trying to teach Mr. Muffy how to sniff for weapons. Really? But he doesn't really listen. Yeah. I understand. He bit your arm last time, too, didn't he? He damn near bit it clean off. I know. That poor dog. I had to get stitches. And penicillin? I think that dog may need Jesus, honey. I'm sorry. Well, maybe they, they say it's the trainer, not the breed. Well, this is true. This is true. So it must be my fault. Right, listeners? Well, the weapon-sniffing dogs tracked much of the property, and they found nothing. They didn't find anything. And one person in the family was missing from all the carnage. William Liskey Jr. <gasps> Do you think it was him? This is a twist and tangly story. Oh, Lord. Also known as BJ, BJ's trouble with the family began around 2002 when law enforcement was called to the Liskey home because BJ had threatened to harm himself. Oh, poor child. According to police. Wow. Oh, who? What is There's that? that job of the hook guy. What is from that? Star Wars. It sounds so weird. I don't understand what's so funny about that. Why is that in here? I don't, I don't I'm understand. I'm going to talk to my nephew and... Figure out why the why is this in here? I, I don't think any of this makes sense. None of this is entertaining. I don't, and understand. it has nothing to do about a train. That, you know, the more you say that, the more that makes sense. What? There ain't no train. It's a basement. They're in a basement, and they don't talk about trains. It's cold down here. I need my Afghan. They don't talk about do you. Do, do you need one? I do. I, I might be able to find one someplace here. I don't know. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, well, we'll see what we can do. So BJ, all right, had some problem with the police. And according to police records, he attacked officers when they arrived and faced charges in juvenile court of assaulting a peace officer. <gasps> I can't believe he did that. Then in October of 2004, BJ Liskey got into a fight with his stepmother and struck her hard in the chest. <gasps> you don't, you do not treat your parents that way. Listen, no male should ever hit a woman. Never. You should never do That's that. That's trash. Two months later, police charged him with felonious assault and robbery for allegedly hitting Susan Liskey with a coffee cup and stealing her car keys. Now, how are you, why would you hit someone with a coffee cup? 
Sounds to me like this individual has some issues. It does, doesn't it? Well, he was found incompetent to strand. To, to strand? I, wait, what the button? What, what the, is that word? Green button? Oh, I oh, get that's it. That's a whoopee. I get it. That's an error. I see, because I miss, misspoke in that word. So that's. I, see, that's a whoopee. Now I understand exactly what that was. Sorry for my not being able to speak. My bifocals flick sometimes. Sorry. So they said he was incompetent to stay in trial on those charges, which were eventually dropped. After several more encounters with police, BJ was moved to a Sandusky group home for mental health patients. Okay, so he's not he's not doing too well upstairs. I'm just like. I'm mesmerized that this all happened right outside of my neighborhood. I know. And BJ and his father got into a physical altercation after William Sr. picked his son up from group home. William Liskey kicked his son out of the house. Now, Liskey, then 18, attempted to attack Susan Liskey as she showered. She was in the shower. Oh, that's too bad. Why would he do that? She was probably in there like, Calgon, take me away. That reminds me of that really crazy movie. What is it, Psycho? Do you remember that? Oh, yes. They were the... It came in and it was the, the rink, rink, rink thing. Long ago, James took me to the drive-in and we watched it, but he tried to cop a feel. <gasps> he did so not. So we ended up, I got angry. Oh, and we ended up, we weren't married. Bless your heart. So it didn't end well and I didn't get to finish the movie, but. Well, it's probably a good thing. I hear it's pretty listen, scary. Lucille, I'm not an easy trash woman. Why? You just can't take me to the drive-in and expect me to want to make whoopee. Beatrice, I don't think anybody thinks that way of you. James did. <gasps> oh, James. Well, you're the one that married him. Well. Well, BJ did not like his stepmother as she tried to put new rules in place when she married William to try to get the kids under control and bring order to the house as BJ was acting out because of his parents' divorce. And a lot of children, they do do that. Now, like I said, I watch a lot of Dr. Phil. And that happens a lot on that they, show. It, they do. They act out. It, it, they do. Despite all the issues and a diagnosis of schizophrenia and bipolar disorder, William Senior sought to get guardianship of BJ and to try and help his boy. William had taken vacation time and went hunting with BJ just before the murders. He was with him less than 24 hours before the slaughter of the family's hunting cabin. I can't believe that. That's so tragic. It's and on tragic. Halloween. It's so tragic. You should be dumping out your sack and spreading all the candy out and deciding which ones you're going to eat and then decide how you're going to brush your teeth after. Absolutely. Because if not, once again, dental hygiene is very important. You'll get cavities. Right. It'll, it'll hurt your mouth. So now neighbors were worried about their safety with BJ around. They didn't like him. But William insisted the family was safe in that, quote unquote, BJ wouldn't hurt us. The Saturday night before the murders, William and BJ returned from their hunting trip and had some friends and neighbors over for dinner, beers, and a good time. Well, that sounds nice. So they were a house. They were hosting. They were hosting a little party. That's precious. That is precious. Everyone had fun and things seemed fine. The party broke up around midnight and everyone went to bed with BJ taking a spot on the couch. According to a neighbor's wife, she thought she heard gunshots around 6.30 in the morning. Devin spent the night at his father's and came home around 9.30 where he encountered BJ in the home. BJ asked what Devin was, what he was up to. He was like, curious, as one does. Absolutely. Right. Just asking what he's doing and how long he'd be gone. 
It's six in the morning, unless you got bubble guts and you need to take care of some business on the toilet. There's no reason for you to be up unless you're a working man. Well, this, this was actually around 9.30 in the morning when this happened. Oh, I thought you said six. Well, he heard the gun, the neighbor heard the gunshots at like 6.30 in the morning. But, well, which one is it, Lucille? Beatrice, six I'm trying to tell nine. you. I'm trying to tell you 6.30 is when they heard the gunshots. Do you think the listeners will know what that means? I hope so. I don't know how this works. I don't either. And if they're on a train, how can they even hear? That is true. Mate, is that how that works? I think a train is loud. Most trains are. Maybe they have loudspeakers. Maybe. Maybe they have a loudspeaker. Well, bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. So, BJ asked what he was doing, and he said he was heading to church, and that BJ seemed happy. After this interaction, Devin left, and BJ took the family's truck and made his way back to the hunting cabin. He remained there until police converged on the cabin and took him into custody. BJ would eventually be convicted of the murders and sentenced to life in prison. In court, he blamed his mental illness for the murders, saying he doesn't really understand why he did what he did, but he loved his father. Four years later, BJ was found dead in his cell of a self-inflicted wound. Well, that's just too bad. Isn't that just tragic all over? I hate to say it, Lucille, but justice is served. Uh, But that's so sad, like the whole family. Except Devin. Devin's the only one. That poor boy. He's all alone. Poor boy out there. Out there in the world with all that pain and suffering. You should adopt him, Lucille. Oh, I couldn't do that. I'm too old Set him right. I couldn't do that. It's just an extra plate on the table. Well, that's not the point now. Beatrice, you... Why couldn't you do it? Well, you see, James doesn't want any more children. Well, I understand. That's why I had the operation. I understand. Okay, now here's another story. As a child, what would you have done if someone stole your Halloween candy? Well, I would be so upset. Would you be upset about that? I would be very upset, but you know what? I wouldn't take it out on people. Well, the notes say, I sure hope you wouldn't do with this. <gasps> it says another bad word. I have to believe it. This, I'll, I'll use a different one. Butthole. I, the butthole's okay, right? Lucille. Is that not okay? That is very descriptive. Okay, I'm sorry. So what this person did. How's that? Is that better? That's fine. Okay. But Moody doesn't clean his butthole and wash his hands. I know that's descriptive, but that's... We shouldn't be talking about that. Yeah, I won't, I won't use that again. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm so sorry. Proceed. So, Liddell Peoples lost his... Oh, he does it again in here. Uh, he lost his bleep on Hollywood night. 2011 in a domestic disturbance in Chicago's South Side that turned pretty nasty. Not able to track down his bag of Hershey's, Jolly Ranchers, and Tootsie Rolls, he accused his partner, 49-year-old Maria Adams, of stealing them from her. As a way of responding to the accusation, she threw a plate at his head. Oh, dear Lord. This just sounds so tragic. Well, Peoples picked up a knife and repeatedly stabbed her. She died in the hospital and he got 30 years. That's crazy. Over candy? I just can't believe this happened. Over candy? This this is what is wrong with the U.S. of A. I just can't. This is just, I don't understand. I blame that band, the Motley Crew. 
this is what happens when this kid the kids listen to you it. can't listen to that they oh, take no. it all to heart lucille oh, no. all the lyrics oh i know you can't listen to that they see the drugs and the sexes and the rock and rolls i know and this is what happens they I, murder each other over candy it's so sad so this one here the next story is the final victim of the toy box killers how you how do you how do you kill someone with a toy box? This sounds like a Stephen King novel. Oh, I love Stephen King. He is good. He is so good. And he's rich. Is he? He has lots of money. Is that from all the books? It's from all the books and movies. He sold all his stories to Hollywood. What? What movies did he do? He had Cujo. I don't know that one. Carrie. I don't know that one. Ice Cream Store debacle. I don't know that one. Yeah, that was the best one. I don't remember that one. You'll just have to go to the library when COVID-19 is over and check it out. I will. I'll, I'll go check those out. I, I didn't know he made movies, Beatrice. Absolutely. Oh. Well, this one, surely Lynette Ledford was the fifth and thankfully final victim of L.A. serial killers Lawrence Bittaker and Roy Norris. I didn't even know those were people. That's amazing. Why are we whispering, Lucia? Because we're on a train. No, we're in a basement. Right, I'm sorry. I still don't understand what this has to do with the train, Lucille. There's nothing to do with the train. I'm, maybe it's just metaphorical or something. Is that? Do you think there's something wrong with the boys? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Like, maybe, I hope they don't murder each other for candy. I don't think they Cause would. Because that's what this sounds like, Lucille. It sounds to me like if anyone's going to murder anyone, it would be moody. This show's called The Midnight Train. Right. It's not midnight, and we're not on a train. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so the two men are one of the cruelest serial killing duos ever to disgrace the planet. Known as the Toolbox Killers because of their vile and perverted penchant. I said penchant to you. That's, That's French. That's French. We'll have to play that in Scrabble. I like that. For tool-based torture, the sick pair would often tape record their crimes. They would tape record it, Beatrice. So sad. So anyway, little 16-year-old Shirley, was uh, she was taken from a gas station where she was hitchhiking home after a Halloween oh, party. Oh, too bad. Right. They beat her. They raped her. Oh, dear Lord. I know. Tortured her externally and internally with pliers and eventually strangled her with a wire coat hanger. I can't listen to this. What is this? What is this trash? This is, this is trash. This is trash. This is pull the garbage bag out of the can and put it on the curb already. It's, it's four-day-old trash is it what this is. so angry. Oh, it's so How they could do that to another girl. Well, finally, as a final insult, Beatrice, they dumped her lifeless body on a random front lawn. On Halloween? On Halloween. Dear Lord. Both men were caught a month after killing Shirley, and they are still imprisoned in maximum security institutions to this day. They need the gas chamber. And both of them... Don't feel sorry for it. Can you believe that? This is what's wrong with the U.S. of A. Well, this next story, unfortunately, this one, I'm sorry. This one's getting this a little sensitive, and I apologize. Do we have to read it? Yes. It's what the boys wanted. So, uh, this is the man who killed Halloween. Like the holiday? 
I think so. Maybe, unless they're talking about that movie, that really bad, crazy movie. That's Michael Myers. That's my, I thought Michael Myers was on Saturday Night Live. No, that's a different Michael Myers. But they have the same name. I'm dumbfounded, Lucille. I don't even know what to say to that. It's so weird. I wonder. They do have the same name. The same name? And you can't have the same name in Hollywood. But then again, there were several Mr. Rogers. No, there was only one. There was the one we know. But there was at least four more in the U.S. of A. Oh, I love Mr. Rogers. I miss him. Won't you be my neighbor? Oh, I love that. Such a great song. It's so great. I like to hum it. He was so nice. I like to go through the produce aisle, and I like to hum it. Do you? While I'm looking for plump fruit. Yeah? Yeah. Like, what kind of fruit do you get? Mostly mangoes. Some peaches. That's awful exotic. Well, sometimes I like to live on the wild side. You, Beatrice. Well, hey. Gotta live somehow, right? I guess, but mangoes? Bingo night doesn't do it for us all, Lucille. Oh, right, but the mangoes? The mangoes. Oh, boy. So this, have you ever heard the old wife's tale about checking your candy for poison or razor blades or small pieces of human remains? Absolutely. Lord, I've never heard of you this. You have to scan your candy. But, but why? Why would people do that? Because people are sick, and that's what's wrong with the U.S. of A. Is that it? That's, that's gotta be it. it. That's so sad. So, okay. The last one was made up, because I guess apparently there haven't been anybody that had human remains in candy. So we apologize if anyone was misled by that. That was Moody. He put that in there. He's got problems, doesn't he? Listen, we need to call Gertrude. I think we need to have a... What is that thing called? An inter... An intervention. Intervention. That's what we need for him, for sure. I'll get Father Smith. He'll he'll moderate the whole thing. We need that. We could do it in the church on Donut Day. That'd be good. You could get yourself a glazed donut. Yeah, that's or good. Or a blueberry spangler. I love it. I love a scone. Do you like scones? Scones are wonderful. Scones are delicious. It's always easy to take bad news with a sugary treat. I agree. 100%. I do. So, okay. Here's the, you, everyone's heard the stories, apparently, except myself. Luckily, it's all made up. Well, for the most part, except in Texas. We're going back to Texas. Such a great place. I love Texas. So Ronald Clark O'Brien laced five pixie sticks with potassium cyanide, which closely resembles sugar and is highly poisonous, and planned on killing five local kids. Well, he's just not nice. Now that's just demented. What is wrong with him? What is wrong with the U.S. of A? What is wrong? It's trash. Among them, one of them is his own son. So why the hell would anyone be doing this? Well, the plan apparently was to uh, to blame the poisonings on a neighbor, see him imprisoned, and O'Brien could collect the insurance policy he'd taken out on his young son. What a piece of garbage. That's just the biggest scam I've ever heard since sliced bread. But he's trying to kill his own son to get, get that goodness. Just for the money, for the insurance? What is his problem? Does he not know that they'll discover it? I don't, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Trash. So Beatrice, so 11-year-old Timothy ate his cyanide-filled sour candy on his dad's suggestion. Oh, bless his heart. I know. That's so tragic. It had enough poison in it to kill two people. 
Within an hour, he was hospitalized and declared dead. That's so tragic. On Halloween. On Halloween. I don't like these stories. There's something wrong with Moody. I think there's something wrong with all three of them. And he's married and has children. Why would they be doing this? Do you think that there's some issues going on? I think there's a lot more than we know. He just needs to wash his hands. I do believe you're right. Luckily for the other four children, the quick actions of local detectives figured out what had happened due to the smell on Timothy's breath and confiscated the other pixie sticks before they could be eaten. That's amazing. They were able to smell it like a drug-sniffing dog. It's just like iced tea in CSU. Now, I know Mr. Muffy can smell peanut butter a mile away. Is that, is that how that works? I'm pretty sure. I don't know if I it, heard that when the drug-sniffing dogs are puppies, they just wave the drugs in their kibble. Do you think they get all messed up and high from it? I absolutely think so. And then they build tolerance. Is that really what happens? But they mix the drugs in the kibble. And then eventually the dog knows he can sense it from miles away. I don't know. That sounds horrible. I watched a special on it. Oh, that's so sad. On the History Channel. That's so sad. Well, on the 31st of March, 1984, Ronald Clark O'Brien, a.k.a. the man who killed Halloween and also not a very good person was rightfully put to death by the state in Huntsville, Texas. It's about time we did something right That's with one right. of these stories. As the liquid chemicals entered his veins, a gathering of 300 people shouted trick or treat and threw hard candy at a small group of anti-death penalty protesters. Now how's that for justice? I, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, he got what he deserved, right? I absolutely agree. Well... That's sad. Anyway, moving on to Peter Fabiano. There's another one on Halloween, Lucille? There's been a few of them, I guess. My lord. I know. I keep, I don't. Why can't people just celebrate? Carve a pumpkin, eat some taffy. And and pass out Halloween candy? Watch the Charlie and Snoopy show, The Great Pumpkin. I love that one. That one's good. It's on every year. I do like that one. You know which one I really like? I just, I just watched the other day. What's that? It is um um what is it called again? The the nightmare before Christmas. That sounds like a, a scary movie. I mean it was a little scary, I'm not gonna lie. It was okay. It you had, watched that by yourself? Oh no, Lord, no. No, the lights were on. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon. I had like everyone was over. I'm that's, not watching that. That's by pretty brave. Well, it wasn't that. I don't. I think I may have had one or two nightmares, but it wasn't bad. Listen, I have to confess something to you, Lucille. Oh no, Beatrice! What? It was a Saturday night, and I was feeling very excited. So I, I decided to drink some white Zinfandel. <gasps> you naughty girl! I just wanted to kick back. I had a lot of stress on my shoulders. I understand. It happens. And I put on Hocus Pocus. <gasps> that that I don't think I've seen that one. What is that one? That's with three witches with Bat Midler. <gasps> I love Bat Midler. It's to die for. I love Bat Midler. Lucille. Oh, I love Bat Midler. It's to die for Lucille. I'm telling you. I love her. She is one of the gracious actors of all of our time. She's amazing. Anyways, she's an angel. I got scared. I got the heebie jeebies like five minutes through. Is it really that scary? I was frightened for my life. But Bat Midler was. 
She wasn't one of the witches, was she? She was. <gasps> and no. you know who else was? Who's that? Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, is that? She's that floozy from Sex in the City, that trash show about being a slut in New York City. Now, I never seen that. Is she the one that was in Mannequin? The movie about the, 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 the woman that comes back to life? No, that's the other one. Which one's this? Sarah Jessica Parker. She's the one she's got. She kind of looks like Frankenstein, if I'm going to be honest. Oh, she's the one that's got the... She has a... Oh, I understand. Yeah, yeah. the Julia Roberts. She's you. She's got a big... Uh, um, how do I say that without being mean? She's a... She, her, her nose is big. Good Lord. Let's just say God ran out of attractive parts when he was putting that one together. Right. She, you know what, though? I bet she's sweet. I do. I bet, I bet she's a sweetheart. She, she could probably bake. Yeah, I, I imagine so. Anyways, I was frightened for my life, so I had to turn it off. I just stopped. And then I took my wife Zinfandel. And I know it comes in a big box, but I just dumped it in the sink. And I said, Beatrice, you need to understand what you're doing here. You're going over the line. How many glasses did you have? I had a quarter of one glass. Oh, that's a lot for you. And heavens, thank God, I threw my keys in the drawer where I wouldn't find them. Right, because you don't. Because if I had a sip of white Zivanel and got in the car. What would you do? I'd probably be dead right now. Or in jail. Beatrice. I'd probably drive off the road. Why would you? Oh, Beatrice. I'd be so intoxicated. I shouldn't be behind the wheel. Does Jeffrey know you act like this? Listen, there's things that we don't talk about. Oh, Lord. Oh, shoot. This is on his show. He's going to know now. You let the cat out of the bag, didn't you? Oh. Oh, man. Well, we'll just deal with it when the time comes. I guess. Anyways, back to this Halloween trash. So it was late on Halloween night of 1957 in Los Angeles. I've never been to Los Angeles. I hear it's beautiful. I haven't gone there because I heard it's dirty. Oh, I heard the opposite. It's nothing like Texas. This is true. Nothing's like Texas. So beauty shop owner Peter Fabiano and his wife Betty were turning out all the lights in their home to go to bed for the night when their doorbell rang. Mr. Fabiano went downstairs to answer the door, thinking it was a just a late-night trick-or-treater. Mrs. Fabiano, still upstairs, heard her husband ask, Isn't it late for this sort of thing? There was a muffled reply, followed by a loud pop, and then a thump. As Betty ran downstairs, she heard the squeal of tires on pavement as a vehicle sped off. She found her husband sprawled on the floor, bleeding from a gunshot wound to his chest. <gasps> That is so tragic. That is tragic. Mrs. Fabiano called for help, but unfortunately, her husband died on the way to the hospital. Oh. Oh. That's so sad. I don't understand why these boys have to read this stuff. It's too bad. Well, it took investigators nearly two weeks to identify a person of interest in the case. The person they named was Joan Rabel, who at one time worked for Mr. Fabiano in his beauty shop. This. Wow. The, what is that? It says in the notes to push the button at that spot, so I did. Yeah, that just sounds so weird. To it me. still doesn't make any sense. It doesn't I make can't any tell sense. if it's Chewbacca or the you know the furry guy, Chewbacca. Chew- uh, oh, it from, sounds like Chewbacca from those Star Wars movies. I love that. Or is it Jabba the Hutt? I don't understand. But is, he the, is he the big fat one? Wow. What, sound, what does that sound like? It sounds like Jabba the Hutt. I think that's who that is. Wow. Yeah, that's who that is. Wow. 
You can stop pressing the button now, Beatrice. You want to hear something funny, Lucille? We need some levity in this, of course. I happen to know that that soundbite came from a gentleman who's actually dating Moody's sister. They're together having premarital sex. Isn't that tragic? So wait a minute. Hold on. Gertrude's niece. Yes. Is in a relationship with someone that can make with that noise? Guy, with this How Wow. That doesn't sound... I have no doubt. Oh, dear Lord. That sounds like Satan himself. That's her boyfriend. Oh, what? What is and she doing? Get this, Lucille. I heard they call him by the name of Chainsaw. What has she gotten herself into? I think we need to rescue her. Oh, Lord. We definitely... We have to talk to Gooden. She needs a man that goes to church. This is just getting out of hand Not with them. named after power tools. <laughs> Lucille, I'm being honest. I'm so upset about this. That's all. I'm just upset. I understand. I like, understand. We love Gertrude so much and her family's going through Wow. I don't like it. Imagine if they had a family get together and she shows up in a beautiful dress, looking like Cinderella, walking through the door, glass slippers. And she comes in and here comes in this guy and he goes, wow. Doesn't and his name, he's like, hi. Hi, everybody. My name is Chainsaw. It doesn't sound very pleasant, does it? He doesn't sound like a pleasant I person. I couldn't imagine yeah, being just, Gertrude. I don't know, he just doesn't sound like a pleasant person. Like I said, her plate is full. We have to have a talk, for sure. There's so much going on in that family that right poor now. poor lady. Well, anyway, on to this story here. Joan Rabble had become good friends with Miss, Mrs. Fabiano and Betty. Even, uh, wait, what? These notes. And Betty even lived with Rabble. Oh, there it is. Betty Fabiano lived with Rabble for a short time during which she was having problems in her marriage. Oh, here we go. I know, right? Was he named after a power tool? I don't think so. Mr. Fabiano became jealous of the relationship between the two women. <gasps> oh. He ultimately decided to work things out with Betty, but there were conditions that had to be agreed to. Betty was not to ever see Rabble again and to not even say her name in Mr. Fabiano's presence. Well, he put his foot down, didn't he? Well, James did the same to me way back when. And we went and saw James Bond with that Sean Connery. Oh. And he told me. Sean Connery. Ooh. He told James said you don't give him the eyes. And so I didn't. But man. If you could, if though. If I could go back in time to see If you could, though. You know that'd be him, right? That's a man. Well, Rabble was re arrested under the suspicion that she killed Mr. Fabiano because she wasn't too keen on the demands he made that kept her from seeing Betty. Rabble denied any involvement, saying she was home the night and her car in her, in her driveway was proof of that. This was partial truth. <gasps> in fact, her car was in her driveway the entire night, but after interviewing her acquaintances, detectives learned that she was mostly definitely not home she lied to the police i can't believe she had the nerve i know a friend of hers told investigators that she let rabble borrow her car that night and that about 37 miles were put on it so she took someone else's car 37 miles is the way to go lucy that's a long drive that's not down to the piggly wiggly that's going no. past the bowling alley that's way past there i don't ooh. joanne fabrics is only 10 miles Right, right, right. I know that for a fact. I know. 
So when caught in the lie, Rabble admitted that she did borrow the car to go get groceries. With no hard evidence to go on, the police had to let Rabble go. About a month later, an anonymous tip was called in about a lockbox in a department store that she should or that should be checked. So they said that it should be going and get checked by the police. Who do you think the anonymous caller was? I don't know. It's anonymous. That is. When officials followed up on the tip, they found a 38 caliber gun, which ballistics later confirmed matched the weapon used to kill Mr. Fabiano. A 38 special, Lucille. That's what it sounds like. Somebody had something in mind. Well, obviously, it sounds like murder. It does. Upon further investigation of sales records at local gun shops, they found that the gun belonged to Goldine Pizer, a lab technician at a Los Angeles children's hospital. Now, how does she fit into this tale? I don't know. I'm kind of confused on this one. This one seems to be going all over the road. It's all hibbity-jibbity and whatnot. People actually listen to this? I don't know. Listeners, if you're out there, does this make any goddamn sense? Sorry. <gasps> it's this chai Beatrice. tea. The chai tea gets me heated. You you definitely going to church on Sunday. You have I to. Am. I'm going to pray for my sins. You need to. You need to go at least twice. Lord, I am so sorry. Okay, I'm now. Sorry. You don't need to do it now. We're- I just don't understand why people would tune in to listen to this. There's nothing... There's no crafts. There's no cooking recipes. But it, this, apparently, there's no talk about church and God. Apparently, this is what they do. And it's called the midnight train. What? Why? There's no train. Bitches, I think this is just for, it's not for us to understand. It's for the younger generation. You know, Lucy, I don't think I want to do this again for the boys. Yeah, it's been nothing but uncomfortable. And, and, I, and I, it makes me feel uneasy talking about this. And I'll have to think about these horrible stories. That's that's what I mean. Well, continue on. Okay. If I can stomach it. So Pizer was a meek woman and almost immediately confessed to the shooting. So Pizer's the one that did it. She insisted that it wasn't her fault, however, and that someone had put her under a spell. Mm-hmm. That person would turn out to be none other than Joan Rabble. Ooh. I didn't see that unfolding. Did you see that unfolding? Are you okay? Are you choking on something? Do you need something? I just get really upset about this. Let me get you some water, sweetheart. I'm okay. I'm okay. I've got my tea still. I'm I'm fine. You got a tickle in your throat? I did did have. I did have. I'm okay now. Okay, take a deep breath. I'm, I'm okay. These these stories just get me all choked up. I, I understand. So Rabble and Pizer had been good friends, possibly lovers for a few years. Oh, Lord. This is rated PG-13, I hope. I don't think so. We're going to have to censor it. Maybe. Rabble would always tell Pizer what an awful person Peter Fabiano was. It became an obsession and their favorite topic of conversation. Though Pizer didn't know Mr. Fabiano herself, she began to hate him. Talk of murder began between the two women, and Rabble gave Pizer money to buy a gun. She let her, she had her get her gun. And it was a 38 special. I like that band. Do you remember that band? I don't remember. 38 special? I listened to Barry Manilow. Oh, okay. Wayne Newton. And? <sighs> Who's the guy with the flute? I can't remember. Kenny G. That's his name. Honey, that's not a flute, I don't think. Is that a flute? I think so. Or an oboe. 
I, I don't know what kind of instrument Whatever that is. it is, it's magical. It is magical. But those are only the three bands I've ever listened to. Oh. Everything else is satanic. Well, I... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to... Did I upset you? Different strokes for different folks. That's what I'm saying. So, the night of the murder, Pizer attempted to disguise herself wearing a hat, gloves, mask, and face paint with the gun hidden in a paper bag. Oh, she had it planned out from day the one. The whole thing. It was Halloween and wouldn't look suspicious at all to anyone who may see her. Rabble and Pizer arrived at the Fabiano house around 9 p.m. and sat outside waiting hours for the lights to be turned off inside the house to make their move. Pizer went to the door while Rabble waited in the car. After the deed was done, you know, after he was murdered. I can't believe you said that. I know, I'm sorry. Pizer ran back to the car and when she got inside, Rabble kissed her and said, thank you. Now that's just disgusting. I know, that sounds so absurd. What if she got blood germs in her mouth? That's how diseases can get transfused. I wasn't talking about the kiss, Beatrice. Well, that's what happened. But they were talking about the murder. I'm just saying, what if she stabbed and stabbed and drops of blood went into her mouth? She shot him, oh, honey. On her lips. Well, she shot him. So what if it sprayed onto her face? I, well, I didn't even think about that. You think that. she would pull out her hanky and wipe her face off? I didn't even think about that. And then have a kiss. Oh, Lord. I didn't even think about that. I'm just saying, germs are out there. They are out there, especially now. You need to keep herself clean. Right. After dropping the car off, Rabble told Pizer, forget you ever knew me. The pair walked off in different directions. Rabble pleaded not guilty. She said she ain't do it. Pizer claimed insanity. In the end, they each accepted a plea deal for second-degree murder and were sentenced to life in prison. Now, how about that? That's probably where they deserve to be. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I, I, I'm sorry. Think about what you did. Absolutely. You can't kill someone and then just get off scot-free. This is the U.S. of A. Right. You can't just take lives as you see fit. That's exactly right. Now listen. I have notes here that says that this one is going to be a rough one, Beatrice. Oh, dear Lord. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe do you, do you, are you sure you want to be in here for this one? I don't know. I might have to take these earphones off if it gets too horrendous. Okay, I, well, well, you let me know, okay? If we get to that point, you tell me and we'll stop. Okay. Okay. This one says Halloween night, 1973, nine-year-old Lisa French wanted to wear a butterfly costume. Oh, that's adorable. That's precious. Isn't that adorable? But Spread your wings and fly. That's right. But her mother convinced her to wear something a bit warmer for the Fond du Lac, Wisconsin weather. The Fond du Lac is in Wisconsin. Apparently, it's cold there. As it should be. So Lisa ended up dressing like a hobo. Now, what is a hobo? I believe that's a homeless person. Oh, like the clown who has the cigar and the scruffy clothes. Is that a homeless person? I think so. I've seen that costume before. Why would a clown be homeless? Well, maybe he lost his job at the circus. Why wouldn't he take the makeup off his face? Because it didn't come off. Once it went on, that was it. It was permanent? It's permanent. Oh, okay. Like a tattoo. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's how they did it in the circus. Oh. It kept them going fast. That makes a lot of sense. They would never have to stop and reapply makeup. It was tattooed. That makes so much sense. Yes. So after eating dinner, she ran out the door and started to trick or treat. 
she made plans to meet up with her friend and go to the pumpkin place, a safe area some of the parents had put together for the children. But her friend had gotten in trouble and wasn't allowed to go. Lisa was left to go out all alone. Oh, poor girl. That's trash. It's sad. She only made it to three houses that night. The first two, a teacher and a classmate's home, gave her candy and sent her on her way. The third held more sinister motives. I don't like the way that sounds. Oh, dear Lord, here we go. I know. Now I know why they call this a train. Yeah, it's a train wreck. Yeah. Yeah, of my emotions. And there's no seatbelts on this train. No. Well, something was wrong, Beatrice. Lisa was headed, or was supposed to be home by 7 p.m., and when she didn't return, her mother started to worry, as I would too. That's so terrible for the mother. By the time 10 p.m. arrived... The mother's attached to the girl because she birthed her. Of course, that's her baby. It came out from her body. That's her baby. It's her creation. It's her baby. It's God's miracle in her belly. And her baby. So she is just at wit's end. Of course she is. I can understand. I understand, too. I'd so, probably use curse words at that point. You would, wouldn't you? I would. Well, by the time 10 p.m. came, 10 p.m. came around... That's, I'm sorry, that's my face. I, you know, I had a stroke not too long ago. But this is a rough story. It is, and it's sad. It's okay, Lucille, just take your time. Well, by 10 p.m., the neighborhood had already begun searching for the little girl. Oh, that's so sad. That's, well, it's nice. On that, Halloween. But they all got together, though. That's nice. But still. Well, the neighborhood rallied together, posting signs in their windows, telling others that Lisa was missing. Police started ser- a ser- search party. I can't, I can't, I think that's misspelled incorrect. I think Moody spelled something wrong in this one. I'm sure there's typos. He doesn't wash his hands. Police. The keyboard's probably full of poop particles. That's not, that's not hygienic at all. All he's got to do is grab some soap. Oh, dear Lord. Sing the happy birthday song. Make sure you wash for the amount of time you're supposed to. That makes sense. I like that. It's just like brushing your teeth. Right. Well, police started a search party that lasted all night long. The next day, over 5,000 people joined in and widened the search area. The National Guard was called in and private plane owners volunteered to search from the sky. All-terrain vehicles drove through the marshes, creeks, and fields. All the bodies of water around town had been dragged. A local Photoshop printed 6,000 copies of Lisa's school photo that was passed around and posted throughout town. Gas stations were giving free gas to anyone using a vehicle to search for Lisa. Oh, that's nice. That was very nice of them. Eventually, a farmer on his tractor found two garbage bags on his property. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't I don't like the way this is going. We should probably just skip the rest of it. But I feel like, I feel like we have to finish it. I don't want to know what's in the garbage bag, Lucille. Well, I'm sorry. I have an idea. Well, unfortunately, your idea is probably it's right. It's not trash. It's not trash. U.S. of A. It's, they found the body of Lisa French, that poor little girl. Oh. You okay? I, I just have to click myself. It's so tragic. Give me a minute. Oh, hold on a second. It is sad. I'm sorry, Beatrice. Okay. I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Okay, I'm sorry to upset you. I just thought you. of this little girl in the trash bag, and I it know, really... It's, just, it's horrible. It just it it's hurts, horrible. It hurts my emotions. It hurts my heart. Okay, continue. God, this is rough. I know. Let's get through it together. Okay. As friends. That's right. I love you, Beatrice. 
So when the news circulated that Lisa had been found dead, the whole community seemed to mourn her loss. They all came out in support of her family for the funeral. Myron Meaden Jr. spoke to the mourners who had gathered, and he said, We are here. The entire city in spirit is here to share your sorrow, which is nice of them That to is do. so precious. That is very nice. That's a stand-up gentleman. Yes, it is. Turner had been questioned starting, um, starting the day after Lisa had been reported missing. By elimination, they could prove she had gone to two homes before coming to his. Then no one else had seen her, so she was the last one. That's right. At first, he denied any involvement. But finally, after nine months of being pulled in for questioning, he cracked and confessed. Well, what do you know? Can you believe that? He would change his story during the trial, saying he only confessed to stop the police from harassing him, that he was completely innocent. I don't believe that for one second. Do you? I don't, but a jury of his peers might seem different. This is very true. So the story that unfolded was as follows. Turner used to share a duplex with Lisa's family, so she knew him quite well. When he lived next door, she was fond of talking to him, so nothing would have seemed strange for him to invite her inside that night. After he had Lisa inside, he took her back to his bedroom where he sexually assaulted her. Oh, no. That is horrible. Let's just skip this part. Why would he do that? Let's just skip this part. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I, I don't think I can go through the rest of this. It's just bad. It's just, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm going to throw up. It's just bad. I had charity. I didn't know that it would affect my body the way it is. I, I, why, why? I just don't. Why, why do people listen to this? I, I don't know. I, to be honest, Lucille, I thought we were going to talk about trains. I really did. Yeah, that's not this. Like locomotives. That's not this. The Grand Railroad. I just, I just don't get it. Well, so... He claimed that at some point he realized she wasn't breathing and tried to resuscitate her. But his girlfriend came home and interrupted him. So he put socks on his hands and moved Lisa's body into the master bathroom to deal with her later. He went out wrapped in her bathrobe, telling his girlfriend he didn't feel well. While she was there, he kept returning to the bedroom. Was he revisiting Lisa's body, you think? Do you think he kept going back in there to see if maybe she was okay? That is a sick individual. He is sick. Well, his girlfriend ended up leaving again to go to her mother's. After she left is when Turner put Lisa's body in a trash bag and her belongings in another. He took both bags a few miles out of town and dumped them in a field. During the trial, the medical examiner testified about the cause of death. Lisa French died from asphyxiation. But she wasn't smothered or strangled. She had died due to shock while she was sexually assaulted. Oh, dear Lord. What what on earth are we listening to? What is this? This has nothing to do with Halloween or trains. It's so sad. This is just awful. Goodness. Well, the jury found Turner guilty of second-degree murder, enticing a child for immoral purposes and acts of sexual perversion. He sounds like a son of a bitch, doesn't he? He absolutely does. He said, I'm sorry to use that term, but he's a bitch." The jury found Turner guilty of second-degree murder, like I said, which bitch. Robert Owens, the chief psychologist. <laughs> Lucille, I understand you're so angry, and I, I just can't handle it. It's okay. I'm going to let it slide, but you have to be careful of that tongue, Lucille. Satan talking through me. I'm this sorry. is a radio show. Again. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. 
or Robert Owens, the chief psychologist of Tachita Correctional Institute, had met with Turner. And he said he has a cold disregard for people, mainly females. He does not have a conscience or conscience. What? (laughs) What is this saying? Conscientious control to inhibit his impulses for pleasure and to confront the society's laws. That's what he said. The psychologist done said that. That sounds like a bunch mumbo jumbo to me. Basically, if he told me that, I would say, what? Basically, he just said he's a son bitch. That's what he said. During his sentencing, Circuit Court Judge Milton saw Turner for who he really was. He impressed me at showing no remorse, no feeling, or repentance. That's right. That's, I could see him being that way. Sounds like the devil to me. Well, it doesn't end there, Beatrice. Now, this is going to infuriate you, and I'm sorry. <sighs> is this going to infuriate you? Lord, oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me take a minute. Oh, I'll take a deep breath. Okay, go. This Get is, it over with. Is, well, it's like pulling a Band-Aid off. Well, he got released once. Not once, but twice. What? The first time, citizens in the area threatened a civil lawsuit against the state and parole board for allowing the release of a dangerous sex criminal. The authorities admitted their mistake and sent Turner back to prison, but a few years later, he was released again for some ridiculous reason. He was fairly quiet for a couple years when a routine parole check uncovered graphic pornography on his computer, which was a major, major no-no. What a sick, sick man. Right. He was then sent back to prison where he sits now. Currently, he is there. Good. Enjoy it. And I hope he Piece burns in hell. Trash. Yep, let's hope he burns in hell. I don't like him at all. Oh, that one just made me so upset. That, that's just too bad. So listen, um, I'm sorry, but I have to use the restroom. Is that all right? Can I, oh, absolutely, can darling. I, Go I, do what you need to do. Can I do that? I just... I could take a break from listening to this horrendous trash. I'm just trying to think which button. Pancreas is just, it, it's just not acting correctly. I think we're live, sweetheart. No, I did, did I press the, I the did press the red button says on air. Oh, I'm sorry, I did that. And I, for anyone listening, uh, my pancreas is fine. I'm, I'm it fine. It happens. It does happen. When you get older, you'll find just out. Just eat some prunes. That's, I, I eat plenty of prunes. I love prunes. Do you they like are prunes? good. I love, I love prunes. So, all right. We got a couple more here for this Halloween special that's kind of disturbing. I'm not going to lie. It's been, it's been a roller coaster of emotions for me. I'm sorry. It's a little too much for me. If it I'm is, gonna be it honest, it is. I don't know what these boys are doing. So this one it says, "All trick, no treat." So when 12-year-old trick or treater T.J. Darasaw knocked on Quentin Patrick's door in the uh, city of Sumter, South Carolina, on Halloween night in 2008, he expected candy, as you would, or a treat. Yeah, you're knocking on the door. And you want your candy, I understand. I used to hand out dental floss. Did you really? Yeah, and then all my pumpkins got smashed. I don't understand why. I think there might be a correlation there. I mean, you're eating all this candy. It comes in handy. It does, but okay. Well, instead of candy, what he got was 29 bullets through his front door from a fully automatic (laughs) AK-47. That's... That's not a trick or a treat, Lucille. If it's a trick, it's a hell of a trick. So 11 of the bullets hit him, killing him instantly. Oh, my lord. No. 
The poor kid's dad and younger brother were what also What was he hit. dressed as? It doesn't say. I wonder, 2008? Now, let me use my my mind here. I'd say he was thing. Power Ranger? You think he'd be Power Probably. Ranger? He Private. was probably the Red Ranger. Probably Red Ranger, I would say so. So the poor kid's dad and younger brother were also hit, but pulled through and they survived. That's good. They survived. Well, it turns out that Quentin Patrick, the guy who was inside the house, well, he was a convicted drug dealer that had upset a rival gang of dealers and was fully expecting retribution. Oh, no. So when someone knocked on the door, he just unloaded. he saw the Red Rangers and thought the Crips were coming. Well, you know what he got? He got 30 years behind bars. They should kill him. Well, Beatrice. Now, I'll tell you what. Beatrice. He shot those innocent people. That's, that's, they should put him in the chamber and fill it with gas. Beatrice. I, U.S. of A. Well, let's, let's talk about somebody else here. This is Yoshira Hattori. God bless you. Thank you. Yoshira, what was the name? Yoshiro Hattori. God bless you. Thank you. What was the name? Yoshiro <laughs> Hattori, right? Riley Seal? Hattori. God bless you. You're making me upset. I, it's okay. I'm I just sorry. wanted to make sure I'm we sorry. got the name right. I'm just, I'm just upset about this. I'm upset. I just can't believe the Red Ranger got shot. Well, Yoshiro. Yoshiro Hattori. Yes. Was a Japanese exchange student living in Baton Rouge as part of the American Field Service Program. On Halloween night, 1992, Hattori and the young son of his host family went to a Halloween party for the AFS students. Oh, bless his heart. I know. That's precious. Unfamiliar with the neighborhood where the party was, the boys rang the doorbell of the wrong house. Oh, no. Right. When they got no answer, they started walking back to the car. The owner of the home, Rodney Pierce, then opened the door armed with a 44 Magnum. I feel like this entire thing has just got bigger and bigger guns. It's just all guns. It's guns. And it's blood. And it's dirty trash. It's just trash. It has nothing to do with trains. It doesn't. No. And it doesn't make no sense. I don't understand our nephews. I think there's something wrong. Something's wrong. I'm going to call Dr. Phil. You should. Well, Hattori turned around and said, we're here for the party. Claiming he feared for his life and that the exchange student was scary, Pierce shot Hattori. Ended his life. Why would you shoot him? He was just there to have a good time. I know. He was just coming to hang out. Only when both the governor of Louisiana and the Japanese consulate got involved was Pierce arrested, after which he was acquitted of manslaughter. Pierce used the old cake doctrine defense. Cake doctrine? I don't think that's right. That's a goofy word. I don't think that's cake doctrine. I believe... Cake dot try. I believe that, uh, that, that that sounds like a new recipe, possibly. I believe Moody didn't wipe his hands off for that because that's castle doctrine, is what that is. <sighs> Poor Gertrude. It's castle, not cake. Why would you put cake? You know, not only it's, does she have to teach this grown man how to wash his hands after he takes the poops, that's just, I, I, but she's also got to deal with a new son in law that's named after a power tool. Poor thing. Could you imagine being in that house? I can't imagine. I'll tell you what. If I was a fly on the wall, I'd buzz away. I would too. Buzz. Buzz away. 
Well, this last one, it opens an entirely different can of worms that we, well, excuse me, that our 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 lovely nephews, they oh. plan on discussing in a bonus episode. What's a bonus episode? I don't, I don't know. I'm just reading what it says. You mean there's more to this trash? I, I guess so. I don't know. That seems silly to me. It does. I wouldn't want to hear more. So they're doing a bonus episode on this? What, is, what does that mean? Maybe it's like when you go to the grocery store and it's double coupon day, <gasps> which is one of my favorites. I love double coupons. Oh, I sing to myself, girl. I say, hmm, 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 hmm. Absolutely. Because I'm just so thrilled. So maybe that's what it is. The people listening get coupons? I bet it's double coupon. I bet you. Get, I bet they're sending out but coupons. Again, for what? A train? This isn't a train. It's a basement. It doesn't make any sense, does it? I just don't understand the younger crowd. Well, I uh, f- from what it says is that everyone listening should be prepared for a bonus episode. I don't know what that okay. is. But, uh, but Well, we're just going to keep going through yeah, these notes we'll and do what going. we're told. So Chris Jenkins died on Halloween in 2002. Oh, poor dear. He turned up for four months later in the Mississippi... Wait, he turned up four four months? No, he turned up four months later. Oh. So four months after, he turned up in the Mississippi River still wearing his Halloween oh, costume. Oh, no, that's a long time to I be know. swimming. Can I'd imagine, imagine I'd get tired after a week. Oh, Lord. Did he at least have floaties on? I don't think so. No lifeguard? I don't think so. That's too bad. I know, it's sad. I always make sure there's a lifeguard on duty when I get in the pool. You should. But I wear... A full one piece. Because you don't want to have too much It's just skin. too revealing. What are you? I'm not trashy. And you're not trash. Listen, I go to the pool to enjoy the water. That's right. Not to be a tramp. You're not some scantily clad hussy out there. That's absolutely correct, Lucille. You're damn right, one, Beatrice. <laughs> one, one piece bathing suit, Lucille. It's sad. It's sad. <laughs> It makes me want to cry. It does. It sounds like I'm laughing, but I'm really crying. It's sad. It really it is. is. This is how I cry. Just, you know, it's just how they beg out women to be. Like, you can't just wear a woman. So right. anyway, so cover he, up your hoo-ha. Right. All those tramps out there listening. Looking like trash. U.S. of A. That's right. So authorities believe his death was an accident or suicide. But many people believe he is connected to the smiley face killer. Well, that doesn't sound nice, does it? But what is that? Is that an innuendo? Well, I think what that Smiley is. Smiley face is happy, but then killer is bad. So right. you have good and bad all in one. What does that mean? It's like midnight train. Like, yeah. It doesn't make no sense. I just don't know, Lucille. Like this, this doesn't make none it, of this stuff it makes it sense. Doesn't make sense any to sense. Me. Well, it says here that the that that they don't have time to get into the smile of face killer theory, but. They plan on getting into it with a bonus episode. So that's a double coupon. Right, so that's why this is on here. Now listen, I I hope everyone out there, I hope we didn't break your heart too much with all this talk of murder. It's so bad. It's bad. It really brought me down. It did. But you know what's going to bring us up, though? What's that? We have... We have a special little thing that that I don't think our our nephews know that we're doing right now. And what is that? We have a new segment. Our segment. <gasps> this one is just for Beatrice. And what is it? Oh, just sit down and buckle up because here we go. Here we go. 
And now, it's our favorite part of the show. Isn't that precious? Well, isn't that precious? It's a segment called Isn't That Precious? The first thing we're going to do is we're going to find ourselves a sheet of paper. Just one. That's all you need. It could be any kind. It could be a newspaper clipping. It could be a magazine page. Could it be a colored piece of paper? Absolutely. Oh, okay. The more color, the better. Uh, That's what I say. Okay, so we're going to take our sheet of paper, and we need a pair of scissors. Okay. Be very careful. Scissors and paper. When you're walking with scissors, make sure you hold them outward. That way, if you trip and fall, you won't stab yourself. I don't think that's right. I think you're supposed to hold them inward in your hand. No, No. hold them outward. Okay, so you just stab whatever. Absolutely. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to make ourselves a snowflake. Oh, I'm so excited. Just in time. I'm so excited. For the holidays. I'm so excited. So what you want to do is you take your sheet of paper. Okay. And you're going to fold it in half just like this. Okay. You get a nice fold. Pull it nice and tight. Be aggressive with it. Okay. Just meld it. Okay? So that's one fold. (laughs) Sorry, I'm getting choked up. Beatrice, you okay? Then we're going to take this piece of paper. And we're going to fold it in half again. Now, gently meet corner to corner. And fold it. Go ahead and pull. You could be aggressive again with this fold, okay? Okay. Don't be afraid. You you may rip it, but that's okay. That's it'll, okay. It'll add to the effect. It's a happy accident. So we're going to fold this one more time. Ready? Okay. Let's fold. Hey, okay. Just like that. All right. Okay. Now, let me stop for a second. Let you catch up just in case. Okay. Now, you're folding. Okay. You're folding. Right. You're folding. Uh-huh. You're folded. Right. Okay. Now, we're going to take our scissors. Okay. Okay. And... The corner at the bottom. It could be any corner. Just choose one. Okay? Now, now wait a minute now. It, it, it's just... a square rectangle, but okay. it's folded four ways. Oh, so now you're just going to cut one of them? Now what we're going to do is, is choose a corner. Go oh. ahead, Lucille. Choose choose one of the corners. I, I like that one right there. This is the top right corner, That's Lucille the, chose. I, that top right. Well, guess what, Lucille? We're going to just chop that corner. Oh, you cut okay? it right off. Okay. Yeah. And then... We're going to go to the opposite corner. Okay. okay? So we're going to flip it around just like a clock going back in time. God, I wish I could go back in time. What would you do if you could go back in time? I'd do my hair again. What? what like, like a what? different style. Oh, okay. So anyways, we're going to flip this. Okay. Okay. Then we're going to chop this other corner. Ready? Let's just get a little quick. Okay. Chop, that's, okay? Two, that's two chops so far. So now we have two corners chopped. Okay. 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 We're going to chop a little triangle at the bottom, in the center. So we just go one, like that. Okay. And we do another, like that. Okay. And it fell out, see? And that's okay. I did see that fall. So we have a triangle missing uh-huh. out of the rectangle. Right. Now you're thinking to yourself, I, I don't know, Beatrice. This doesn't look like a snowflake to me. That's I, You know what? I was thinking that just now. So what we're going to do is we're going to flip her again. Now, this time we're going to fast forward time, which none of us want to do. Yeah, not, not no. us. Yeah. So we're going to fast forward time like on the clock and flip it over, okay? Then we're going to chop another triangle, okay? We're going to do a long cut like that, and we're going to do another long cut. Just a little dab will do you. Ready? That, that's Just what, like that. Now, that one's way bigger than the now other it one. Now, looks, it looks like the letter M. 
Doesn't it? it kind of. Looks doesn't like, Lucille looks like the letter N? Kind of, yeah. It that does. stands for mother. Oh. Okay, so this doesn't look like a snowflake, does it? Not yet. But now, watch this magic. We unfold it. And, Lucille, what does that look like? That looks like a snowflake. We just made ourselves a snowflake. You made a snowflake. And all you need is a piece of paper and some scissors. I can't believe that. That So there you go. That's beautiful. So we did do crafts today. And listen. You thought you were going to ride a train and there would be no crafts. I think it's great that Jeffrey and Jonathan thought that we were just not going to have crafts on this. But we did. You know, I'm sure they'll cut this part out because they're just ungrateful when it comes to crafts. That's okay. At least we're not Gertrude. Well, listen. We learned how to make a snowflake. We did. And we taught the listeners. Right. You know, even through all the tragic Halloween tales. So many. We brought a beautiful snowflake into the world. So much tragedy. And you can hang your snowflake on the window. Maybe, perhaps you put it on the refrigerator. Maybe you could even take a little bit of string and hang it down so it looks <gasps> like a snowflake. Lucille. You like that? <gasps> Lucille. I think so. <gasps> that is just so precious. Thank you. Ain't that precious. Ah, that's, and that's where it comes together. Very good. Yes. See? So I guess that's, I guess that's the end of the the, that's the, it. the that's episode the, that's is what that? they call the train ride. Is that what we do? I guess that's it. So listen, we I guess we just have to tell everyone thank you for listening, and uh, you know, happy Halloween. And uh, I, I don't know what else to say. I think you're supposed to. There's a tagline in the notes you're supposed to say, and then I'm gonna play some music. A tag? Yeah, I have this music in the notes here. I guess I play. A tag. Hold on. Let me. I don't know if I. Wait a minute. Um, it's something about the train, which makes no sense to me. Because, again, we're in a basement. Uh, we're not on a train. Hold, hold on. I'm looking through the do notes Do you see it here. in the notes? Oh, wait, I do. Hold, I wonder if I could... Uh, I'm going to try and sound like Jonathan. What do you think? That would be... That would be such a great idea. Do, do you, you think you could do it? Oh, I don't know. You've been around him your whole life. I, I mean, know. I'm, you know how he talks. I know. I've done been raised him in the, like his whole life. Go ahead. Basically. Give it a shot. Dab it. Uh, let me see here. I don't know. Uh, all right. Um, how, what, do I, where, where, what do I say? Uh, if we, something about Patreon. I see Patreon on there. Oh, yes. I don't, I don't know what's. I, what is a Patreon, though? Well, hold on. I think I. Wait, wait, wait. wait. It says here, um, listeners keep asking how they can uh, help keep the steam in our engines. Well, if you like what you hear from us, consider being a producer of the show by heading over to themidnighttrainpodcast.com and clicking on the Patreon button or at patreon.com forward slash themidnighttrainpodcast. For as little as five bucks a month, you guys can get all kinds of goofy shit um, like a custom shirt, uh, custom poster, custom sticker, bonus episodes like the Day the Music Died series and way more. And if you're a diehard Midnight Train fan, that's where you want to be. And uh, for those of you that would rather just give a one-time donation, you're more than welcome to do that just by going over to P- uh, paypal.com and using the email address, the midnight train podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can easily like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast platform, and most importantly, share the midnight train to everyone. It takes only a couple of minutes, and word of mouth is how we're going to get more passengers on this train and continue to bring you weekly episodes. We honestly can't thank you guys enough for everything that you guys do and it's it's more than awesome i am so dumbfounded right now what do you think was that okay wow i tried i I don't know i didn't you sounded just like i don't know if i did i mean it was a little off it it sounded a little little pitchy a little but 
I don't know. I'm impressed, Beatrice. Well, thank you. I'm Beatrice. I'm impressed, though, because that is amazing. You're so impressed you use your own name. I'm just flabbergasted. It, like you're I don't so, know where I am. You're confused. I'm so confused. I, that must have been good then, wasn't it? Well, in my mind, I'm thinking, what is a Patreon? That sounds like I something don't know. weird. I just, I, I just read what was and in front of me. And then you dropped that Jonathan impression, and I was like, my lord, he sounds just like him. I, well, I'm glad you like that. And Unreal. Now, I guess here... There, First and foremost, I guess there's a bunch of people they want us to say thank you to. Oh, there's more to this trash? No, no, no. I don't think, I don't, I'm not going to go through that. I shouldn't have to do that. This is I? the U.S. of I. That's right. Well, they want everyone to know that they absolutely cannot, cannot give enough grateful thanks for them listening to their show, which I don't know why they do. I don't know, but it's thoughtful of them to say thank it you. It is. It's very thoughtful. It's polite. Yeah, it's very polite. Especially the ones that are like that. I guess I guess people pay to listen to this. No. Yes. Why, why they pay? That sounds like a scam. Is it a scam? Do you think they're using that money for bad things? Booty might be. We need to talk to Gertrude. I told you. We have to have an intervention. Intervention. ASAP. Well... I guess that's it. So happy Halloween to everyone out there. Please be safe. Wear your masks. Wash your hands. And if you're giving out candy, just remember, nobody likes the shitty stuff. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. I love this song. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Thank you. You are my pal. You're my confidant. If you threw a party, if you invited everyone you knew, I would invite you. Oh, that's precious. You and you would see that the biggest gift would be from me. From you. I would Thank design the card myself. You would design a card, wouldn't you? Thank you for being my friend. Ah, you thank you for being my friend. <laughs> <laughs>